I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a Balls McWednesday. Hope this finds you doing well. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. It's a, it's a good day for, uh, you know, it would be a good day to play football. Today would be a good day to play football or even attend a game. Overcast, cool. You get that sweatshirt going. You're, you know, you just, you love that. You love that. We only, unfortunately, that is the downside of where we live. You only get a couple weeks of this. You get maybe one or two games, perhaps. Yeah, for football season, you only get one or two games. But this is early in the calendar to get a little respite like this because it's going to be pretty chilly over the weekend for anybody traveling into town. Good. Hope it's freezing. Hope it's bitterly cold. Hope people remember it for years to come. I'm glad you pointed that out because I found myself daydreaming as I was exiting off of the interstate on the way into the studio, and I believe I'm going to be in uh, the New York metropolitan area. Right. Divisional weekend of the NFL playoffs. And And right now, there might be a couple of teams locally up there that have a crack at playing on divisional round of the playoffs. Thinking about going to a game? Thinking about going to... 21 degrees with a wind chill of 7. Let's bring it on. Yeah, I did that. I saw the Bucks play the Bears at Soldier Field uh, when Brian Greasy was the quarterback of the Bucks, And that game went to overtime. And it was a high at 24 or something like that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It snowed. We were walking in the stadium and there was snow everywhere. It was just fantastic. The hard part is, even though they're about six miles apart from where I am and where New Jersey is, it's a pain in the butt to get over to New Jersey. There's just no simple way to do it. So, anyway... I just was, I was thinking. As soon as you say it, I just hear woke up this morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need him to drive me. He, yeah. You know what? People, it always looks so relaxing. People would move over for him. Well, also, it just looked so relaxed because he had the cigar going. He was like, that was, he was going to bed. He was on his way home to go to bed. Right. <laughs> but it's why it was always great. But he was over it when, you know, when he, oh, yeah. the pulls toll the and he pulls the yeah, ticket, yeah, you know, yeah. get out of here. Mm-hmm. Stupid drive. Time, man. Let's go. Why do we always have to drive? The cold is, um, you know, well, we went to the Florida State Notre Dame ass kicking. You and I. Oh and, man, I had uh, the flu. Yeah, that was always. You have had some tough breaks, man. Uh, the worst was the Chicago ESPN studio because that day I was dealing with a one hundred one, one hundred two 
fever, and they were just pumping that heat, that disgusting recycled air heat. It seemed in a that bit studio. much to me too. Oh my god! Do you remember the oddity of that when we were up there? So we brought what Tom's talking about is when we went to the Florida State Notre Dame game that Willie Taggart's team ended up not having to walk through and showed up late, and uh, that was wonderful. Uh, anyhow, so that that game and that team true story yeah well it's just there's so many but that moment uh one of the cool aspects of it was we got to go to the espn chicago studios to do the jeff cameron show <laughs> and i don't know remember they they must have forgot to tell security yeah security we had no in, idea because it's in the base of well when you go to get on the elevators that's like a place where people live in addition to having office buildings and they looked at us like, who are these dudes? I mean, that, they were on it. Their security team was solid. I thought we were going to get shot. They were very, very upset. The, they were ready to exhibit physical harm. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. We're just radio hosts. We're just trying to get up here to do the show. This guy's sniffling over here. What is threatening about our appearance, sir? It was funny. Uh, but, we, yeah, we ended up uh, doing that show from up there and looked outside as the snow came down. That was really cool. It was. Uh, really, really cool. And broadcasting from there. And then, you know, I, this is, look, guys, we're about to be going to a bowl game. It's happening. And it's been a minute since we were chilling at a bowl game. And so it's kind of rekindled the love and the idea of meeting friends and family for a bowl game. Whoever can make it can make it. You know, I mean, I, I this was an annual thing. And it was such a tradition that we took that we did take for granted. That I'll confess to. I I got tired of the lazy narrative that Florida State fans were spoiled because they had so many consecutive great seasons. I never thought that was true. I always thought people understood it wasn't normal to kick ass for 20 straight years. I mean, I, th I think they... You know, we we can look around. Yeah, you can see other programs that are not kicking as much ass. The city, especially, right? There's, maybe people outside, yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. But I, I I never took that for granted. The transient fans are different than you know because yeah. they got to make a choice with the budget of am I going to make the trip? Well, I mean, I'm going to save the money for the Sugar Bowl. I'm not going to go to Tallahassee this year. I'm sure that was a conversation had in Atlanta, Tampa, Orlando. Yeah, back then. Yeah, but the city here, nah, man, never took it for granted, and. um and then I think I think the the point is so I would always push back on that and say no I, I don't think Florida State fans took that for granted we may have taken for granted that it was just a rite of passage every year that at the end of said season you decided whether or not you wanted to go to the bowl game because if you didn't want to go that's okay you could always go next year <laughs> that part might have been the spoiled part was yeah at some point you're not going to have a winning season you're not going to be bowl eligible that was unthinkable for a very very long period of time. Bowl eligible. Of course we'll be bowl eligible. We may not win 10 games every year, but we're going to be bowl eligible. No, no, that did not be in bowl eligible. Once that hit, that hit kind of hard. Here's hoping that very soon Ohio State is experiencing this, what you're talking about. Because they've been going to bowls since before I was born. Ridiculous. Pull up the consecutive bowl streak, if you would. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's an exception in the 90s, yeah, but my God, since the 2000s, they've had like one three-loss season. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because people used to try to compare Ohio State, and I would be like, nope, nope, don't do it. Florida State's superior, and, and, and the numbers would bear that out. Since that time, we, we did fall off a cliff, <laughs> and, and and more than once. 
more than once. So that being said, you sit here today, it's Louisiana week, and it's really difficult to to kind of lock in on Louisiana. There you go. 1999, they went 6-6 six and six with old John Cooper. Oh, 6-6. And, six and, six. and they did not go to a bowl game. There it is. And that was a few years removed from getting their ass kicked by Florida State University in the Sugar Bowl. Their last sub-500 season, not including a bowl, because they did go 6-7 and seven in 2011. I, I completely forgot about mm-hmm. that. That was a little old yeah. Luke yeah. Fickle? Strange. Oh, that was the post-Trestle issue season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 6-7. Uh, 1988 was the last time they went under 500 without a bowl loss. Right. They went 4-6-1 in 1988. But it's good to point to 2011. I was when they went When they went 6-7 and seven in 2011, when you were not to. And that is, uh, you know, it's just something to point out here. You'll notice that Alabama is not going to finish in the top four this year. They are not. That is significant. The playoff committee will try, but well, they will fail. This gets back to something else we've talked about, the 14 consecutive years of top four or better. Man, I mean, Alabama has been as dominant as any program in the history of college football, just about not going to be able to do it. It's just that now that run will forever have that as the badge of honor. And yeah, we can lament that maybe there should have been two or three more titles sprinkled in there. And if I there was a that. college football playoff. There, there would, would have been. been. Yeah, there would have been. But I do like sitting here in a position to talk about what bowl we're going to. Is this the start of a bunch of seasons in a row where we have to make a decision to go to a bowl? This is a week where we're largely ignoring the opponent, and somebody will say, we'll push back on that. Don't do that. Don't get like that. No, no, we, we can get like that. As long as we're not decimated by the flu. There's a bug going around the team, and that's what Mike said today. Well, you know, that's true of the city. That's true of the school system. Yeah. That's true of yep, all. Yep, yeah, yep, it's yep. happening right now. A lot of people have been very, very, very sick. Uh, yeah, so we wish everybody well. I, I still would argue, decimated by the flu or not, Florida State should be in a pretty good position to win the football game against Louisiana. Not the same caliber of program as it was two years ago, three years ago. I feel pretty good about it this week. I wonder, as we have prior to the Syracuse game and maybe even prior to the Georgia Tech game, how locked in we'll be. But the answer has been very, and um, they seem to be striving for more and you know, you listen to Mike, it's it, it, it's funny because when you start taking care of business in grandiose fashion and you dominate your opponents, you don't leave a lot of room for certain talking points or desperate talking points. You don't leave a lot of room for anything other than how does this play against Florida? Where are they at? Where are we at? Because I don't know if you saw it in the Tampa Times, formerly the great St. Pete Times, now ruined by... What's happened to it was a rag before they changed the name, but yes, yes. CP Times was always a great paper, uh, but but the Tampa Tribune on the other end was not. So the Times wrote, well, formerly the Times wrote the article. Matt Baker wrote, you know, all of these firsts in forever for Florida State and Florida when they play each other a week from Saturday, and it is weird to think about the '90s where you really were talking about. Every time these teams matched up, the implication being possibly losing out on the opportunity to play for a national title. And how strange it's been that for whatever reason, uh, we've been down, they've been down, then they were up, and we were down, then we were up, and they were down, and all that stuff, that this will be the first time in a long time 
where the game by both fan bases, both teams, players, coaches, and everybody, administrations, will be locked in and excited to see the outcome of this game. I, I really do think this is setting up to have that kind of energy. And I, and I always like this game for that. You know, the Florida State Miami energy is very different. It's not very healthy. Um, and, and I'm a part of the, that. I hate Miami in a way that's very unhealthy. Uh, but the Florida State Florida rivalry, in my opinion, two teams can hate each other, but it is a different vibe. Probably because Florida fans went to Florida and Florida State fans went to Florida State. Miami fans never touched foot on the campus of Miami. So maybe that's a difference maker, perhaps. They also show up to the games. Miami fans don't. Another big difference maker. There's a different energy there, and it will be intense. I think it'll be intense. Yeah, it's called pompous energy. That's what they bring to the table. That's fine. It's better than Miami's energy, which is just fake fandom and all this other stuff. It's interesting, though. There's an inverse relationship there because the players will tell you there's mutual respect on the field more when Miami and Florida State play. Respect for each other. Yeah. Florida, there's more vile kind of Maybe it's proximity. Maybe it's proximity. I don't know. You know. They grew up together more often. Yeah, maybe. Or two hours away. I don't know. Could be. I've always thought that the, there's a level I hate for both on all yeah. sides. Florida's I'm not the special that. one for this era. Yeah. This guy's era. Well, and you had to deal with Urban Meyer and, you know, and that. Tebow. And so, yeah. And that, in the my mind, prophet. a lot of that was an afterthought because, like, Spurrier trumps T, uh, Meyer by a lot in, because there was more on the line. Yeah. Given yeah. where the two programs were. No, that's true. Now, now the now, rap, the rap sheet for the Meyer era bests Miami's worst. Sure, rap sheet. that is a special level of criminality. And, and it's the, like we've got a Ray Lewis and we've got two pounces. Yeah. You know what, what are you going to do? <laughs> we we, we got a Riley you. Cooper. We yeah. got a I mean, yeah. agreed. We got a Chris Rainey, and we have a yeah. Time to die. Yeah, yeah. There it is. But you know what? He's going to be active because he didn't take any pictures with anybody. Let me let me let me just say this. What I mean is that ultimately, and, and time does pretty interesting things, right? Time allowed for a very large segment of us Knowles to somewhat, especially once he moved on, to appreciate Steve Spurrier. That was a whole lot of gamesmanship and needling. There was, you know an annoying element to that and it felt at that time it felt disrespectful because of the amount of you know free shoes university and all that stuff that he yeah you didn't you didn't have to invent a reason you would be appalled like that would come out after he'd give a speech to a booster club or something like that and you'd be like what the hell man especially because bobby was such a class act and you'd be like what what are you doing but in retrospect, that sort of verbal needling is nothing compared to the criminality that was allowed to go on and the outright horrific lack of moral character and judgment Urban Meyer era of Florida. Even Florida fans are like, yeah, screw Urban Meyer. He was a terrible guy. We're not giving back the title. Right. But, you know, yeah, not, not at the time. At the time, well, they were willing but, to sweep that under the rug. Well, but also he hadn't had a second go-round in which a lot of that stuff got uncovered and proven to be true. Like a lot of the ignoring of these things, including on his own staff. I'm just saying it should take the elitism breeze out of their sails a little bit, but it hasn't done that, which is why they're they're a special brand, that particular group. <laughs> Eris. It's all about Eris. It is. But Miami? <laughs> is it possible? Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant.
TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply happy balls big wednesday everybody hope that you are uh Feeling good. Doing all right. First class is always free at Orange Theory Fitness. Holidays tend to allow for one to pack on the pounds. Football season, heavy season, does in general. We're almost coming out of it. I know that will depress some of you, but at least in terms of kind of getting your your weeks right, (laughs) Orange Theory Fitness is a good way to do that. And become a little bit more regimented. That first class is free. First month is free if you purchase the heart rate monitor. Two locations in town. I strongly recommend dropping in and figuring it all out. Those coaches will help you out, teach you everything that you need to know, make it far less intimidating if you've been worried about it. And you can get after it at Orange Theory Fit. There's a little sweet spot in there because you got the heavy season mm. and then there's the holiday season. But if you get it together for the first week or two of December, you might have a chance. Might have a chance. Yeah, and I should echo that, but I typically don't. I struggle on into January. You know, um, you do have, well, you got Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. Yep. The, you know, yep. Oh, holiday parties. New right. Year's. I mean, what, Year's. what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? I live a little. Yeah, you do. You do. I was watching action last night. You watch uh, action last night? I did not. No, I was watching football. Well, I was. I, I was flipping around. Actually, I. Uh, I didn't completely have it on that. I had a football banquet to go to. My my son, my youngest son's football banquet, and then afterwards came home and I saw it was snowing there in the Ohio game. I like. Oh, that's I, cool. It's the time of year where you nice. flip it around, flip on the games, and there's there's snow on the ground. Like, you know what's the worst when you you well? I like to project myself at certain games. And you'd say, like, wouldn't it be fun to be in the stands for this one? It's 27, clear and sunny. You got your sweatshirt on, whatever, watching this game. But you forget about all the games where it's just not cold enough to snow but close. That ain't cool. 37 and sleeting is not the same as 27 and snowing. Very big yeah, differences. Yeah, yeah. Very big differences. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. I, I think once you get below a certain temperature, let's call it 57 degrees. I prefer cloud cover at all times. I'm okay with it. People call it gloomy. I call it festive. Well, I call it let's start a fire and drink. But I but that <laughs> well, that's a very different could thing. Could be the definition <laughs> of festive? Could be. Yeah. But I will tell you if you're in the stands for a really cold game, go ahead and give me sun in 20s. I'm fine with that. Right. In 20s. Now, yeah. Up there in the 50s, you're right. Cloud cover, fine. All the way down though. Like if I hear the bells outside the grocery store for a donation, it better be cold. Because if I'm sweating and I hear that, that's just it's it hard, doesn't fit. It's hard to give. It's hard. It's hard to it's give. It's 97 degrees, yes. son. It's yeah. growing up in Palm Harbor. That's all that was. <laughs> I don't, uh, man. I'm a sucker. I must have it written all over. Years ago, walking into Doe Campbell Stadium, Bobby Bowdenfield. All right. You guys will remember this if you're a certain age. 
but when you would walk in, especially if you were a student's age, you knew that there were certain ways you had to walk into that stadium if you were carrying liquor on you and without getting stopped. And one of the ways that you could do it, there were a lot of different ways, but one of the ways that you could do that, you had to walk in boldly. Like you own the place. Like you understood, I, this is where I'm supposed to be. There's nothing for me to fret about. Good to see you, officer. Just moseying on in. Other times it was more about, well, maybe in mass. I'll be out here deflected off to the left, and there's just too many people. They can't. St- what are they going to do? Let's, let's go. That kind of a thing. And I remember I was always giddy about those moments walking into the stadium and thinking about, who had what and how much fun we were going to have at this game and ways to do it. And it's a, it's a fond memory of, of walking into Doak that way. You brought up the, the bells and walking out of stores and timing for yeah, all these things. Yeah. If, if you have a certain look on your face when you're walking into a stadium and you're doing something wrong, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna grab you. They're going to pull you aside. You got no shot. Look at that guy. He's guilty 100 yards away. Pull him over. Yeah, you're better. You're better off overselling it and just being like the yeah guy. Woo! Yeah, we're yeah. going into the game. Yeah, that's that's a better bet. Actually, it's a safer play. It's, yeah, but if you walk in nervously, they're like, "Get that one! Look at that guy. He's scared to death. He knows he shouldn't be. His conscience has got him." Well, I must have had a look that was uh, trustworthy. I never got popped ever. But my buddy Chris always did. No matter what, he was forever. He tried everything. They'd be like, Mm-mm, we're not buying it. His poker face sucked. It was awful. He got popped every time we walked into Doak. Yes, just looking around, scared to death. Like, Come on, man. They don't want to stop you. You're giving them a reason. You just got to be doing the war chant really loud. Nobody wants to interact with you. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Get this headache characters. away from me. Right. So here's why I brought it up. I have a certain look that says this guy is going to give. He will always give us money. <laughs> it is. I have never not been asked by every organization. It could be anything. I won't offend people by specifically calling out, but I'm saying it could be any organization. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, you know, any of the Christmas organizations every year that we get, right? All, I always get asked, and I'm a sucker. I always give. I even give if I gave the last time I was there because I feel like they're going to think I'm lying. And I'm not saying this isn't sort of like a, hey, look at me. No, no. I'm not like giving hundreds of dollars each time. I'm just saying like I can't say no. I am a sucker. When I walk out, if that kid says, hey, would you like to help out with the Little League Fund? I don't even Little League Fund could be Jerry's pocket. Right. I don't even know. What, <laughs> yep. His dad's standing right there. Who knows? I'm like, all right, kid, sure. So- and, what, and whatever I have, I give. I can't get around people without giving. Sir, how do you feel about the human fund? Please, <laughs> yeah. over here. So, I don't know what it is about my face, but they're like, that. I could be focused, locked in. I'm running late, got things to do, people Man, see. And uh, for whatever reason, they're like, hey. And I, I have to say yes. Oddly enough, I do have that don't mess with me face. It, it, it's the New York culture. <laughs> You're it, preoccupied. It, it's the furrowed brow. I've got a prominent one anyway. So you, you lower that bad boy, like yeah. the caricature on the game mm-hmm, day thing, mm-hmm. and you press forward and be like, oh, nope, 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 not going to mess with that guy. Well, But if the brow's up, it's like a Muppet. And the, thing and the is, Muppet looks happy. And, and the thing he, is, you're oh, also nice very giving and kind, and this isn't about a, a way to like try to 
tell people that I'm this kindest guy in the world, anything like that. I'm just saying it's crazy. I get asked every time. It could be anything. <laughs> like, I've never owned <laughs> – yeah, that's, it's true, Preston. It, that's me. But I've never uh, – you know, I've never owned horses or anything like that. I don't have horses. You should talk to Jimbo about that. I, I, He's I going like to have ho- some free time soon. Yeah. I like horses just fine, but I don't own any horses. I, I don't think about horses all that often. I do. I wish him well. But if I'm walking out of a store, they're like, would you like to help the horses? It could just be as simple as that. I'd be like, well, how can we not? How can we not afford to help the horses? What is it you need? It's crazy. It could be anything. I get caught every time. My face says, ask that dude. Even if he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, I suppose. That would be your, your worst, most negative answer. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. So if it's for the horses. John, that's funny. It's true. You got me. Hey, Jeff, do you have a moment, sir? I'd like to talk to you about donating to the JJ Foundation. <laughs> that from John Jance. That's also a very welcoming uh, avatar photo he has there. Wouldn't you just give money to that guy? Look at him. Well... Maybe not to the JJ Foundation, which I would be like, well, what kind of foundation is this? Uh, but if he said, if he was like, Jeff, we need to help pigeons. Nobody ever wants to help pigeons. There are too many of them. They're annoying. But I'd be like, we should, shouldn't we? There's got to be a good reason to help the pigeons. Here's a five spot, JJ. Tyson's on to something. Go help those pigeons. Jeff, Rising Spear needs money. <laughs> Um, I like that Preston's an old school listener and he understands the rule on Gardner joke and story from many, many Mm, moons ago. I think Preston just ensured that that's going to be a best of segment over the holidays. There you go. Didn't, didn't he just die? I, you have the, you have the ultimate, I don't know if you're on TMZdeath.com. I don't, I don't, is that a site? Is that a site? I think it's just TMZ. It's a wing of their enterprise, but you have the radar and it's so sensitive. He's not dead? Oh, no. Never mind. Well, I don't think. Are you sure? It's all right. One strike. I think he's dying. I think, oh. he, I think he's. I, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> no, no, I think his is around the corner. I think, uh, I think he knows it. He probably had something amputated. That's what it is. I know there had been a negative story recently where I was like, have, something. You know, the research department really ha- is about to get an overhaul. All here. right. I'll get into sports in a second. I, I, it's a weird day. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Check and see if he lost his leg. Besides the time that he was freezing out there in the story that I told. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk. I bet you he's a candidate for diabetes and War Chant TV. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. I think I think it's fair to say, and I, you know, we we talked. Norvell has said this week about they can be better. They can they can be better, and they vowed to maintain an edge and all that stuff. He talked about it this week. 
I remember back when we talked post Clemson, four and one, five and zero oh, was the discussion. But I would say it's fairly obvious now that ninety nine percent of this fan base, even if that record ends up eight and four, would be bitterly disappointed with a home loss to Florida. And I think it's important that they win that game. Oh, of course it is. The initial reaction would be uglier than the the take a step back off season reaction. But I do think it's important to slay your rivals while they're down, especially if you're a little further along in the development stages. Again, this has a lot to do about being able to talk to transfer portal kids and recruiting of next year's class and so on and so on. And, you know, obviously having dismantled Miami in a way that was emasculating for that program and one that will be imprinted upon that fan base and the residents of the city of Miami forevermore is a good start. If you could do the same to Florida, my goodness gracious, would you catapult, I would think, uh, not only in the eyes of those that seek to donate to a winning program, but also kids who are on the fence. Yeah, and, and I think those kids on the fence, it's, I'm glad you expanded the definition because that would include transfer portal. Yeah, it would absolutely. include yeah. the next year's class. Anymore, that's what classes are, though. They are not signed, sealed, deliv- delivered on signing day. Which is late this year. I didn't realize how late it was. It is December 21st. Mm. Usually it's around the 15th, so a little it's bit in the, It's in the books for people to have kind of taken in and decided, though, in terms of the games. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a way, that extra week might be beneficial. You never know. The later, the better this year, I think. I feel like Florida State's gained the, mo- you know, the most amount of momentum we've had towards the end of a season in ages, obviously. Yep. And, I, and, and also the way they're being described. Um, nationally. I, I don't know that that affects recruiting, uh, but I don't think that any bit of positive discussion of your program can be a bad thing. Uh, it tends to enter into living rooms and uh, kitchen dining tables and you know, in the halls of schools. Uh, the more high profile you are, uh, whether it be ranking or success stories on the field or followed up, uh conversations about what that team is or is not in the positive light those all those all add up to i would think not just momentum but i guess attention getters for for kids even if it's next year's class even if it's next year's class i can't hide it i just got hit with a wave of sadness again oh would you stop already what's with you that is no not not being in the stadium next Friday night. That, <laughs> it's just going to be so electric, man. It's going to be one hell of a... I, can we get a hardline internet run from Indigo across the IM fields, through the parking lots, I think you can get a hardline internet into Doke and find a side room, my man. I think you can. That is going to be a spectacle. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, man. It was like 16. Because, you know, as a kid, we never played under the lights unless it was... The Sugar Bowl, and that wasn't in either stadium. If it was under the lights, it's because he kicked off at 3.30 and it was dark by the second half. Mm. But the night kick, I just remember that 16 game so vividly and, and what Dalvin came out and did right off the bat to Marcus Walker. And, it was and awesome. Thunder had a touchdown in the second half. But that atmosphere of we knew that Mr. Shark, McElwain, was about to wear one that night, and you could see your breath before kickoff. It just it blends both my professional football fan experiences and then the college feel all of that all of that stuff all that drama 
when you are aspiring to be great and reach a, a level of, of domination that we used to live in on a regular basis, the ride is fun, and it's because of what you're describing. It is these these transcendent moments, these quintessential moments that, that live on forevermore. Like, I can remember these moments as far back as the 80s with my dad and early 90s with me here and then eventually breaking into this profession. There are signature games where you're like, okay, that changed, good or bad. You can remember them. You can remember the first time you got nervous that things had fallen apart or were about to. Sometimes they're very subtle. They're little things. They're in the middle of a winning season where you're like, mm, I don't like that. And we started to see that with Jimbo. I remember the, the cracks in the armor. And then you just debate to what extent is this a reflection of a larger problem or was it just a bad day at the office? And you never know, you know, for sure, unless you're in that locker room, but you You've been around long enough where you get a glimpse of what's bad and what's good, and they tell a larger story. I think for Florida State, this run has represented a whole lot of what's about to happen to the good, not just because they've won these games going away. There are a lot of other indicators, uh, indicators of talent uptick, buy-in, belief, an understanding of what they have from a coaching standpoint, personnel, understanding how to get the most out of it. This just feels like, obviously, the building block of something much bigger. So in the next five years, that story will be told. We think we're on the precipice of it. Along the way, there will be some hiccups. There will be a moment where you're forced to second-guess whether or not that projection was right. Just as when you're on the decline, you don't want to believe, many don't want to believe, that evidence that tells you that they're on the decline uh, is mounting. Because along the way, sometimes even in a downfall, there's a moment where they stave it off. They pull off a win and look good doing it. They surprise you. Talent wins out, even if broken culture's in place. And you come off that field going, huh, maybe they're not so bad off as I thought. And they'll hold off and be able to find a way and get into the next season. Almost like the bell rings in time for you to get to the corner. And I think we're in a good spot right now to say that this is the start of something very special and something very, very exciting. And, you know, that, that tells the tale of, of the season, but moreover, a 10-year run where you can pinpoint those moments. It's starting to get spooky, but 12 years ago, we were documenting that very thing. And the Florida game, it was 31-7, to was the final that day. But you could feel it. Early on, the teams were nervous, Florida State more so, because they knew what they were capable of doing. And then it was Urban Meyer going for it on a fake punt, we make the tackle, Ponder hits Rodney Smith in the corner of the end zone, and that's it. It had passed. The torch was handed off from the peak of the Florida Gators to what was to come from the Florida State program. Yeah. Now, both of these programs are trying to emerge from being down, and they might be on parallel courses instead of passing each other in the night, but still, this feels like an opportunity like 2010 did, which is we are announcing that we are here, and what interests me about that is that 2010 team will forever be special to me. Right, because of what you were coming out of. Yes. Right, so more so than, than anybody who went through the 90s, you know, it, it was that's more of an it's-about-time team if you grew up in the 80s and the 90s watching this program. For us, it was a special team because, oh, my God, this, we're, we're capable of this as a program again because we sure as hell didn't see it when we were going to class at Florida State. And I, I'm looking at those two teams, and I just wonder, it's kind of a fan's question, but which team do you think was better? 2010 Florida State 
mm. or the current Florida State team because they both have their flaws. Yeah. But you could argue, I think, that this group is actually more complete across the phases, I think even it is. with a bad kicker. I think it is. And, by the way, I don't think our kicker's bad anymore. Correct, but you you got to look at the whole season. No, no, he cost us, and he was a problem, but I don't think he's bad anymore. And in yeah. fact, I, I would argue that is another reason to be excited. It's like I I, I said before the game last week, we got to ask the question, uh, do, do you what's the 45, 47? What was the yardage I got asked? I said, I trust him yeah. all the way up to 50 is what I said, or 49 right. or something yeah. like that. What do you make? What was the kick he made? 40, 40-something. 40 47. The, the 50-yarder fell a yard short, so there you go. 50 fell a yard short, 47 was down the pipe. All right, so, yeah. I, I don't know how you're short in that situation, by the way. Looked like he struck it pretty pure. It's a dome, I'm, my man. And he has the leg. That's He's got the leg. That's a little annoying. 55. It's a little annoying, yeah. frankly. Yeah. But, yeah. He might have drop-kicked it a little bit. Uh, Caught a little heavy. <laughs> drop-kicked it. <laughs> Those are the best moments. There's no reason on God's green earth that you should ever drop-kick a drive. You know how... Off you have to be uh, on the angle of descent to drop kick a drive, and yet we all have. You're like, I hit the earth before I hit the ball. What kind of... <laughs> <I can't> even... <laughs> Kenny Perry did it in a tournament that he won. A professional golfer did it in a tournament, and the mics caught him going, ha, drop kicked it. Did you see that, fellas? And he went on to win the tournament. I don't know how, as a professional golfer, you wouldn't be shook to your core to drop kick a drive. Because you've been through some things. I mean, Vietnam? It, I mean, well, what, how the, the hell do you... His name's, his name's not Kenny Perry. It's Kenny Perry. <laughs> the big difference. Big difference. Drop kicking a drive. What the hell? Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you, you, you could be writing on a, a drop kick a little bit there. Uh, no, back to the subject at hand, though. I do... I like those moments. Those indic- if you if you think it's one, if you you know, sometimes you can mistake a significant play or result and decide that that is bigger than it is. But I think if you are a diehard fan or in the case of anybody who covers the team and you're, you know, you see them so frequently, you're pretty locked in. And you can tell what the difference is between, well, Georgia Tech's just bad and we overwhelmed them. That's not a moment. That's not a moment. That's Georgia Tech sucks. You know, and then they're, they're little things. I think a moment for Florida State this year in terms of culture and toughness and mentality, second half against Louisville. Yeah, oh, without a that doubt. That team yeah. would have caved the previous year, previous year, previous year, previous year, previous year. That team would have gotten boat raced and – they had a little bit of what for, a little something to them that said, no, 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 man. Yeah, that same staff and a lot of the same players yeah. in that same venue two years earlier did, did get boat raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this group, it's not like they went into the, the halftime locker room saying, all right, we're on, we're on the upswing. Tatris threw a terrible interception, like a non-competitive interception. A non-competitive pass that looked a lot like all the other non-competitive passes he's ever thrown, which is all of them. So there was that. There was... Our season may be over because the starting quarterback who's taken a huge step forward was just writhing in pain on the ground and is not going to play again tonight. And you can bet, given Florida State's luck over the last umpteenth years, he's done. He's done. That's a torn ACL. Forget about it. That's us at the half going, are you effing kidding me? Not again. 
And instead, it was a whole lot of no, 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 no. Right. Not no, again. No, 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 no. Not again. Not only not again, we're going to win. And this scared dandelion over here is going to rise up, bow up, and make some plays. And he did. And all of a sudden, there we were. I hope years later, on football reference of whatever highest level he climbs, <laughs> scared dandelion is one of his <laughs> nicknames. I was trying to think of something dainty and soft and pathetic, and that just came to mind. Now he's just a dandy lion. Oh, Look uh, at him. Let's, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. I mean, I, I, Tate's a nice backup quarterback who you can put in a game and not be guaranteed to lose, who has the potential to become. There you go. I was going to say, you've been up and down on old Tate. No, no. Awful, better than Jordan Travis, and well, now I, a, a capable I, I, quarterback. I said he was a better passer. If everything was right in the pocket, he was a better passer on the deep ball than Jordan Travis, and there were stretches where he was. Period. That's not between the hash marks. He's better too. Well, that's what that was the yeah. And he was better passer across the board. He was. He was. He's not any longer, and that's okay. Guys get better. Jordan got better. That's praise for Jordan, as opposed to a knock on Tate. That Jordan got a lot better, it's, and it's been it's gone awesome. from you know, oh look at that, that's really cool to see. To you know, this is a critical returning piece to the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be the priority here. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, I think for Jordan, uh, I would be surprised. I keep saying this, and we've talked about it off and on for much of the season as we saw the improvement. I mean, I would be surprised if he didn't come back. I think he's got an opportunity to make good money here. It's just a weird way to describe the modern landscape of college football, but it's a reality. I think Florida State will prioritize, excuse me, I think that independent collective will prioritize Jordan Travis's return. They will make it worth his while. Now, one of the things that I find interesting is that, and I know this is true everywhere, but I know of a case here where a player valued himself at a certain level and the independent collective went, <laughs> really? Okay. okay. <laughs> and that was a end of discussion kind of moment. Like, sir. So I do think we're going to start to encounter more of these type situations as this becomes more like professional football. That happens in the pros at every level in any sport where I think as – backup point guard for the Knicks, I'm worth this much because my 12 minutes a night are better than every other backup point guard's 12 minutes a night in the league. Listen here, Chris Childs. <laughs> and so I want this much, right? And I value myself that way, and my agent goes to war for me, and the Knicks go, <laughs> get the hell out of my office, have a good day. You've been dealt for a bag of balls to Sacramento. And that's it. And so you see these things. It, it happens, right? Now we're in the situation where the collective can see a value, a real value in a player, and be like, man, we really need to bring so and so back. In this case, we're talking about Jordan Travis. And Jordan can see that too and be like, well, now I think I proved my worth this year. I've been one of the better quarterbacks in this league, if not top three, top two. I've been one of the best quarterbacks in the country if we're just looking at efficiency numbers 
you know, top 25. Uh, what's that worth to you? Because I'll only get better. You know, I, you know I'm a man of character. You know my work ethic is in place. You don't have to worry about any of these things. And I'm going to try to keep getting better because ultimately my goal is to play professional football. Uh, what do you, what's that worth to you, Florida State? Excuse me. What's that worth to you, independent? Well, yeah, and there would potentially be a third option in some of these cases, maybe not in Jordan's that you have to consider, which is you could also go to another destination in college. Right. We saw that with now, certain other players. He's I think it's used a little his, bit more difficult with, with quarterbacks. Uh, he's used his undergraduate transfer. He's a graduate student, so I don't know if there is that capability to make the move. He, but, would, he would either go pro or come back here. But that's that, something that's, you're going to have to, as a collective, be prepared for. I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to say in this specific case. But you might have three options with a lot of high-profile players moving forward, especially ones we get from the high school ranks that haven't already spent yeah. a transfer chip. It's you got to fight off other schools and the pros in order to retain that player. Yeah, and, and it's just going to be fascinating because I never thought we'd come to a time where I would have to come in here and figure out and dance around and find ways to talk about a contract dispute amongst college players. You know, because I can just picture it now. Player A says, I want $350,000 in a condo downtown. The collective goes, yeah, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. No, in reality, the, Cash. The, the collective might be like, how about $100,000 in a car? It's a little bit easier for us to do. We can swing that. Well, I'd say we're miles apart at that point. The, the weird negotiations, smaller amounts of money, different perks, but this is the reality, and I, that is going to be this fun is, to monitor. This is where I think all institutions in the state would agree. You've got to get aligned here you know, through the well, legislature. This has to happen correct. yesterday. Well, and all of college football needs this. You have to have uh, unilaterally uh, a set of rules in place that govern all NIL deals. Not what you, I'm not saying the amount, but just what those rules are yes. that have to be followed. So that you can install leadership too. Correct. A real, a real head honcho. For the power five that will take over. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, I mean, for the collective. Oh, you know, sure. Each sure, university. Sure, sure, so yeah. you don't have like five different organizations. Who the hell's the right one? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Tom, uh, to answer your question real quick, I saw you did contribute. We do appreciate that. And I know we're up against it, so I'll answer it quickly. Did Billy leave enough fingerprints on the Louisiana program to make this game a perfect warm up for UF? I hope so. I don't know how to answer that. They have been a shell of themselves, so they haven't looked anything like that team. Uh, if you're talking about schematically, it is different, a little different. So I, I don't know if that's, uh, it's not a good answer, but I don't, I don't think uh, there is one. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with.